Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, on this last Sunday of the church year, the sermon text is the Gospel reading. Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Wow. (laughs) Those are some pretty pointed and sharp words. What a scene, this scene that our Lord shows us of the final judgment. All people who have ever lived, who are living presently, and who are still yet to be born before His coming, are all gathered before Him in this huge and very regal scene. A very serious scene. I suppose serious if you are a goat. But a very serious scene indeed. And it causes us to ask ourselves, have I been welcoming enough? Have I visited and given as I ought? Did I take every opportunity that was presented to me by God and follow through? Did I promise and then renege on my promise? Wow, a lot of things about which to think. But it's very important for you to see what this scene is all about. This scene is after the end of the world. So the scene that we're getting kind of a little um, cameo or look into is a different look and understanding than the scene that you and I are living right now in our life. That's a very important differentiation to make. The scene that you and I are living, the goats aren't so evident and the sheep aren't so evident. In fact, if you were to look around you and judge by your own estimation, who is the goat and who is the sheep, Oh, I'm sure that you and I could probably pick some, but we would be woefully wrong on others. Hence, this scene is not a method or a way of determining who's the sheep and who's the goat. It is merely the completion of God's judgment upon the entire world. When all of the nations, all of the peoples are gathered, 
before anything is proclaimed from the lips of our Lord Jesus, are the goats separated on to one side, his left, and are the sheep on to his right. Before there is anything ever said. Now be inquisitive of the text. If this separation has occurred, then is there any need for anything more to be done? Or for that matter, even said by our Lord. If the separation has already taken place, why is there a need to even have something said? For whose sake is it being said? Because if you're a goat, you're going to know good and well why you are a goat. And if you're a sheep, you're going to know good and well why you are a sheep. So then for whose sake is it said? Be inquisitive. Think about these things. It's said for the sake of adding to and expanding the judgment of the goats. It's not to bring any guilt upon the sheep. It's not to allow them to feel more sorrow over their life lived by faith in this life. It is said for the sake of the goats. The sheep are stupefied. They're completely taken aback. They can't even remember ever seeing the Lord Jesus, let alone knowing that he was the one whom they were serving. The goats, if you listen to their answer, they are seeing God in everything that they're doing. Because they want to know for sure by what they're doing that they're God's people. That they have appeased and made happy the God whom they do not have a relationship with. But whom they wish to. How sad. How sad indeed. The sheep on the other hand in this life who nurse regularly from the mother church who get what they need for their soul here. They're served here by the shepherd of the sheep. They're brought here by the still, cool waters to bring refreshment for their soul. They're brought here to the green pastures, verdant and growing, that they too can grow stronger spiritually. But all of this is not evident to your eyes or your senses. Because what your eyes and senses see is a sinner preaching to you full of other sinners whom you know their hypocrisies and you know when they do not act like God's sheep. You're in the midst of a group of people who do not look like sheep. And that's a good thing. Because if you and I we're figuring out who's the sheep and who's the goat. Boy, would that ever lead to pompous self-righteousness. The kind of thing that Jesus came and shattered among the religious establishment in Israel. I came to seek sinners. I came to save those who are in need of the physician. I came to seek and save the lost. I came to search for the one leaving the 99 on the hillside. 
I came to receive the prodigal sons and daughters of the world who returned to their father in humility and contrition, desiring to be saved. That's the sheep. The goats never saw Jesus as being something that they needed. They saw Jesus as only being the standard by which they must yield and live. Well, that's very true, but if that's the only way you see Jesus, how are you ever going to know whether you've done it? Done it rightly? Done it to the right people? Done it the right times? How are you ever going to know whether or not you have fulfilled what God has laid in your lap? You never will. As a sheep, you will always live in humility and repentance. That's why to understand this text as if it applies to our life right now is a mistaken understanding of this text. This text has been written for your sake as sheep to be comforted. Not to be fearful. To be comforted. Comforted in knowing that you live your life in this world like these sheep unaware of whether you have fulfilled what God has given you or not. Because you do not live in this life according to your sight and understanding. But you live out your faith in this life by faith. Hence your great need to come back at the very table from where you were fed to begin with to be fed again. Hence you come back seeking the very thing that you continually seek. Lord, have mercy upon me. You come into his temple, not like the Pharisee who stood in the middle and said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I give you a tenth of everything that I have. I do all the things that are required by the law and I obey them to the letter. No, you and I come here like the tax collector in the corner of the entire church and on bended knee beat our breast and say, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. That's what sheep do. That's what a sheep is. But on this side of this judgment scene, there are a lot of goats who do great works, who love and serve and visit and provide more than sheep. And that's why God never said, walk by sight, understand me by what you experience. Define me and my great gospel by what you feel. He never said those words. He said to live and walk by faith. That's why the goats are so adamant in having been told by the Lord, depart from me because you never did these things. And the goats are recounting every time that they did. We know we did. We did it here, and we did it here, and we did it here. How dare you question our integrity? It's as if that's what the goats are saying to the Lord. Scratch your head at that one, but that's what someone who knows they are judged by their works. The sheep, on the other hand, are completely amazed because they lived and breathed by faith. 
And they could not point to what they had done in this world. They could not have any confidence in what they accomplished in this world. They could not find any solace or refuge in anything that they did in this life. Because there is no true consolence in these things in this life. That's why the sheep are going, we don't ever remember doing it, Lord. All we remember is that we failed. We know we tried and we were never doing it enough. We know we went out and did these things, but we could have done them more. Lord, we came back to you regularly saying, have mercy and forgive me. And you regularly took us back. You readily brought us and have us sup at your table again and again when we were not worthy to even kneel at your table. That's your life in this life. And the reason your life is like that in this life is so that your confidence is not based on this life. It is based on God's promise and declaration to you. When someone is bed-bound, wheelchair-bound, you tell me, what are they doing for the Lord? Oh, well, you know, that's, that's different. That's because they've been sequestered into those areas by the Lord. Yes, but does not the same law apply to them? So what about those who are a little mentally challenged? Emotionally struggling. Does the same standard hold to them? That's why that standard is what we repent of each day. And that's why we as sheep take comfort in this text. Because it's not judging us, but according to our life lived out in faith. Yes, you are serving and loving and caring and continually re-reminding others of what God has done to you. But you dare not glory in it or take any confidence in it because it is built upon sand and not the rock. And when the storms of this life and the winds of this life blow against it, it will fall and you will be completely at wit's end and at a loss. But when you build it upon that rock, you build it upon that which God will judge you because He knows you have received such mercy. And not because you take any confidence in what you've done in this life. God gives you opportunities every day. He gives you opportunities to honor Him in your marriage. Opportunities to honor Him in your love and compassion for your children and grandchildren and your own parents, your brothers and sisters. As well as when you love other people within the congregation who aren't always easy to love. And then there are the people outside the congregation whom God wishes to use you to bring them inside the congregation. Because what's preached here isn't preached everywhere. What's proclaimed here isn't on the street corners and available. And you know that. That's why you're here. That's the sheep. 
Take heart, sheep. Your shepherd will lead you into eternal life. And you and I will glory in not knowing why. Truly ignorance is bliss. And the more ignorant we are of what we can do and have done in this life, and the more enlightened by faith we are of what God has done in us and through us and for us, the more secure and joy-filled are we. There's peace. That's what Jesus meant taking His yoke upon Him. Let Him take yours. Cast your burdens upon Him. That's what He meant. Let Him bear it on the cross and revel in your adoption. In Jesus' name, Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.